0: Leviticus 26, verses 3 through 11, moving quickly. Stay in that attitude of worship, would you? That's helping us. Come on, we're, we're in the right place at the right time right now. Leviticus 26, verse 3. God's speaking to Israel that if they will obey, if, they'll, if they will move away from idolatry and into relationship with him, he said, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments, and do them. Skip into verse four. Then I will give you rain in due season. Verse five. And your threshing floor shall reach unto the vintage. He said that harvest is going to be so incredible. Verse six. He said I will give you peace in the land. Verse seven. And ye shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you. He said five of you shall chase an hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. He said, for I will have respect. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look your way. You're my people. He said, I'll make you fruitful and multiply you. And a stat, come on, this isn't an addition thing that God's going to do in the end time. This isn't just uh, simple math. This is exponents. This isn't anything you learn in grade one. God said it's gonna be more than one plus one. We're moving, we're moving into the exponential realm of the supernatural. God said it's not limited. That, that's why He said the enemy can't keep up because one can put a thousand. He said five can, can chase. Come on, five, you'll chase a hundred, and and a hundred will put ten thousand to flight. You can't you can't contain what I'm going to do. You can't categorize it, you can't limit it. It's unlimited. If God makes us fruitful, there isn't anything that can see the greatness of the harvest. I'm going to give it my best shot. He said, I'll make you fruitful and multiply you. And I'm going to establish my covenant with you. Come on, incomparable covenant. When you covenant with God, you're not covenanting with someone that may, come on, God's not a man that he would lie. God's the God of the eternal promise. He never backs up from what he said he would do. He never turns away from what he initiated. He he doesn't, come on, he waits for us to come along into the plan that he's got for us, but if you covenant with God, you covenant with the great eternal wonder. You covenant with the one whose all abundance and ability is at his disposal, and it comes into covenant with you unstoppable and then he goes into this verse we're talking about the power of new beginnings he he said God said he said and ye shall eat the old store and bring forth the old because of the new the new King James Version says you shall eat the whole harvest but then you're going to have to clear it out because of the new, the old got you to where you are. But he said the new is going to be so great. The new is going to be so incredible that you're going to move into a new dimension. You're going to step into another level. What brought you this far? Thank God for it. But the new is going to take you into a new dimension. It's going to cause you to say, you know what? This I, I know, Brother Scott, you preached out with the old and with the old not quarreling with that at all but I'd like to say in this season as well out with the old and in with the new he said I'll set my tabernacle among you I will walk among you and will be your God and ye shall be my people would you lift your hands together with me for a moment come on we're not stopping we're, it's not a transition it's just flowing into Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this room. God, the hope that moved in amidst hopelessness. God, the promise that stepped in this room amidst the problem of a pandemic. God, what what is happening on the outside does not mirror what is occurring on the inside. God, what is occurring in the supernatural is there is a shaking and a quaking that's occurring because something is shifting. Something is shifting in the supernatural realm. The Richter scale of the Holy Ghost is registering. God, accomplish your great purpose in this room tonight. I pray that everybody would leave on divine assignment until we're able to be together again. We ask it in your powerful and in your precious name. Would someone just speak his name for a moment tonight? Jesus, in your name, somebody say it again. There's this just just put a little bit of I know we can't sing but could you just put a little Jesus Come on Just a little bit of Hmm <laughs> We better move on You may be seated Part of the purpose of the prophetic was for people to realize that no matter how good it was or how bad it was that there was always something that God had on the horizon that was greater than what they possessed. What was on the horizon was hope. What was on the horizon? He never left Israel without hope. He always had a remnant. When, when people were destroyed, when humanity, uh, with Noah was taken off the face of the earth, there was a remnant. When, when Israel seemed decimated by their enemies, God always had a remnant. Every part of scripture, if you'll read through it, there's always been a remnant of the people of God at work that God was touching, that God was using, that God was saving, that He was harboring, that He had set aside for His plan and His purpose to be fulfilled because the the prophetic promise of God isn't empty promises. They are full of God's potential. They are full of God's promise. They are full of what God intends to do. And, and so we see it through the Old Testament, but not just through the Old Testament. We see it through history. Brother Bernard has a phenomenal study that he he's uh, compiled about... The history of the Pentecostal church, how Pentecostalism and how the the purpose and the plan of God, the church of of, of the Lord, has never ceased to function. Somewhere it may have been hidden from dynasties and rulers that were opposed to it. But somewhere the kingdom of God has always continued to march forward. I spent some time, I'm a little fired up today because I, I spent some time the last few days just, just going through some Azusa Street history. Just going through some of the archives and going through some of the, some of the studies, some of the documentaries about, that people have done about what happened at Azusa, Azusa Street. And Bonnie Bray and, and, and William Seymour and, and people that were instrumental and God used them. And, and we watched, but it didn't just start in 1900, the early 1900s. This work of Calvary, this work of the cross, this infilling of God's Spirit, this power that we are feeling in this room tonight did not begin there. It began at Acts 2. And God never allowed the flame to go out. God, come on, God was in control of His Spirit and He allowed it to settle on men that were hungry somewhere. He allowed it to settle in somebody's living room while they were waiting on God. There were people all through Scripture and history talks about it. They may not understand it, but history is reminding us over and over again dozens of years, hundreds of years through the thousands of years since, since Acts chapter 2 that, that God's church has never ceased to exist so sometimes we've got to look back and we, we, we've got to take a look at the old so we can remind ourselves that God's not finished with where we are right now the new is still awaiting us and that's what we're talking about these last few weeks. We're talking about the power of something new because there's always something greater on the horizon. And, and in Scripture and in history, you can find that, that God just reminds us, don't, don't get stuck in this place. There's more. Don't get stopped up in, in this spot because I, I'm not finished yet. There's, there's more. Don't get arrested by, by a few pandemics and problems. Continue on. There is more. I'm excited about Lisa being baptized tonight. As a matter of fact, when, when, uh, when never mind. When the news came, we just said, "What are we going to do now?" Here's what we'll do. Here we are. So sometimes you just gotta. Our calendar just gotta. I like how you do it with Google Calendar. You just grab it and drag it. So sometimes, sometimes humans' idea of chronology isn't fixing with God's purpose and plan of time. He's in control of it all. He, he just kind of stepped into time for the moment as it is anyhow. He's the eternal God, so, so we're just operating on a different timetable. We're just going by a different schedule. God's working right now someone say now so don't get stuck in this place don't get stopped up God's at work there there's a power in knowing that God is something new on the horizon the hope that comes with every new year is that we can somehow shed the wrongdoing or the missteps or the misguided direction of the past and we walk into the new anybody still still doing all right in the new of the new year Somebody, is somebody still walking in your resolution that you, you kind of committed to yourself or committed to God? Anybody slip up a little and you just had to reset? Don't know where you're at. I, I, I don't know. But but I, I love that we've started this year with fasting. And thank you so much. We feel the difference in the room because of, of people that are fasting and praying and people that are pushing some stuff away. There is a difference at work in the supernatural realm. I, It's wonderful. But the power of new beginnings is that we can release the mindset of what was and embrace the what will be. That's the beautiful thing that, that when we, we walk away from, from whatever it was that may be hindering us from our past, when we step into the new, all of a sudden God says, I, I'll make all, don't worry, I'll make all things new. God, God loves to operate in the realm of the new. Come on, there's a, your Bible has an old and New. Testament, because even God himself said, you know what, that was good for them, but let's, let's walk into the new. Let's take a step into the, the, the new. Let's, let's walk into the purpose that I, I've got for you in the future. We, we, we can't live looking in the rearview mirror. We can't drive looking in the rearview mirror. So why would we want to live looking in the rearview mirror? Sometimes we just got to stand up and say, you know what? I'm marching into the plan that God has for me. I'm walking into the future that God has for me. I, I know we got some history that we're not proud of, but here's what I do know. I've got a future that God has intended for me, and I'm going forward into the personal plan that God has for us. Uh, The power of new beginnings is just that. It's the liberty to try again. I'll I'll remind you of my own personal motto. Some people ask sometimes why I'm, my name, I live up to my name. I'm a jack of all trades. I am a master of none. Anybody that's followed me with the trades knows, oh, he tries, but, but sometimes I, I can get it done. And, and my model when, when that happens is just I'm dumb enough to try and I'm too stupid to quit. <laughs> Period. So sometimes when, when it comes to kingdom work, and, and ministry is not always measurable. Sometimes we can't always kind of, it's, it's not like a tabulation form where we say, well, this is what we did, so this is what happened. And, and, you know, sometimes God just kind of works underground, and sometimes it's the stream that, that, that's flowing under the ice that you can't see. The current is there, but you don't know what's happening, so sometimes you just got to trust God, and, and, and sometimes you just got to keep on walking on because God's going to work. God is faithful. God is true. The seed that's in the soil is going to grow. It's going to germinate. God promised that that seed of the word would never come back void. It's not going to, it's not going to return. It's not going to come back empty handed. The word is going to work. So I, I, I do stand by that model. Sometimes it's not, it's not about being smart enough. It's just being simple enough not to quit. I, I, I worked at maritime paper products. Here we go again. But I, I, not only did I always work behind a machine, piling boxes, but sometimes I, well, not sometimes. There was eight years where I, I had the opportunity to move into design lab, and there was a big CAD CAM table. And that was when CAD, computer-assisted machinery, was kind of new, or at least new to, new to me. And I remember going into the design lab, and there was this huge table there in that lab. And, and uh, it was a, a table, and it had suction. You hit a, a button, and it would go <laughs> these big fans would kick on, and you put these big sheets of corrugated material on it, and, and it would kind of, so if there's any warp in the paper, it would get sucked down, because it was critical that the measurements were accurate, and, and I, I remember that <clears throat> when I first started, I got stuck with some of the more difficult jobs. It was the double wall boxes. It was the two-ply corrugated material, B and C flute, and, 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 and it was difficult to cut that out, because the the cam machine, it, it, it couldn't cut double wall containers. And so you'd have to cut the box out and, <clears throat> with the machine and then it wouldn't completely go through the second, per, second layer and you'd have to get a, a pen knife and then you'd t- take time to make all these tedious cuts by hand. And, and I got assigned those jobs because I was, I was the newest in the department. So it didn't take me very long before that dumb enough to try and too stupid to quit kicked in. So I remember one day I was kind of fiddling with the machine at lunchtime because I was sick of cutting these things out by hand. And I remember and I raised the head of the machine up a little bit and then I I got looking around underneath and I I found this one little setting and I started to turn it and I was like, I was smart enough to realize the blade was now longer than it had been. And I was smart enough to realize that that box now probably would cut. And I I remember putting that big sheet of double wall paper on and setting the machine and hitting the enter button. And then it dropped and began to cut that carton out. And then when it was finished cutting, I turned the suction off and I lifted the sheet up and the cordial box was still there. And I thought, it worked. The cut was complete. And all of a sudden, what had been an arduous task became simple. And, and, and I, I said to him, I said, why didn't you ever try it? And he said, well, that's what, I, I talked to my boss at the time, but he had succeeded another gentleman who had been convinced that it couldn't work. And so his communication had been very direct. It won't work. It won't cut a double wall container. Well, with just being um, dumb enough to try and too stupid to quit. All of a sudden, what was a difficult job was now a simple job. And why? Because I didn't embrace the old, but I just said, you know what? There's got to just kind of, let's, let's take a a walk. What do we got to lose? We got a, a sheet of 25 cent cardboard to lose versus my blistered fingers at the end of the day. Let's go. So sometimes we've got to be willing to step out of where we were into the new place, and it's not easy. It's not always comfortable because this may not be the I'm not talking about doctrine. Don't have don't make me qualify tonight, but I'm not talking about doctrine. But God may be saying there's new territory, there, there's some new level, there's a new level that we're going to, but it's gonna take a different approach, it's gonna take a, a new mindset. You you can't go there with the old mentality. You you can't get there with an old idea. You gotta kind of step in and say, God, what is it that you want from me? How how are we going to go? to the next level what is it that you require and and I tell you what we're doing in the supernatural realm is we're pushing down some of those old ideas and those old mentalities and even though we've been restricted and even though we've been hindered and hampered and, and come on we've worked with all kinds of regulations and restrictions here's what I know God's not finished He's not confused God said come on church it's just time to try something a little new let's try this let's step out into this territory let's march Come on, let's march into the new area in God. And I'm not saying that we have a huge problem with this. I am so thankful for our church family. and, And I'm so thankful for the patience that our elders have had with us. As, you know, I've been here 20 years now. I was young. I thought I, I didn't know I was young, but I was, we were young. Pastor was young pastor wasn't even 40. I know that sounds old to you guys, but it's not. (laughs) We're full of energy. And even worse, we were full of ideas. And then even worse with that, we were dragging you all with us. And not because you were resistant, just because I understand now. I can't run that fast anymore. You can. I don't know, I didn't hear it. I I was talking over top of somebody. Or you were talking over top of me, I don't know. But here's, here's what I know, is that God has been helping us frame the future of what he wants to do. He's been breaking down the barriers. He's been breaking down our mentalities and our ideas that, that in our minds are destructive, but in God's plan... They're opening the future. They're opening the doorway. It, it, it's rough territory when, when God knocks the threshold out. and When God knocks the door frame out. And where we've always kind of walked before. us all broken out. But God said, hang on. I'm just going to enlarge this a little bit. I, I'm going to expand this for a few more. Uh, where, where we're going, this isn't going to hold it. This is not going to contain it. You can't get through these doors. But I want to get through this door. It's too great. You're, you're limited in your perspective. God said it's more than this it's bigger than this it's in store I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now there is something that God is going to do that we can't contain it it's bigger than us all we can do is direct it all we can do is just kind of kind of say God right here come on this way and let God push and let God press and let God accomplish the work the new thing the new thing I I, I, I have to move quick because it's snowing outside, but then again, I, I, I don't want to move quick because we aren't together for a few more weeks, so I won't take a long time. I don't want to, but let's just, can we just unpack this for another 10 minutes? The new thing is always God's, part of God's plan. he. He said, Isaiah 42, 9, you know the verse. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. God knows it. It's coming. We feel it. We sense it in the supernatural. It's happening. And then he says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Why? Because even the old song won't work in the new thing. It it, it won't work there. Your, Your song is... Your your song that you had identified the experience that you were in, but you're going to have to sing a new song because we're going to a new place. We're going into a new dimension. What we sang before won't identify with what we've got now, and and there isn't anything wrong with the old songs. This isn't a worship war tonight. We're talking about the supernatural realm. We're saying God is saying you're going to, there's something going to spring up in your spirit. A song is going to come forth because of what I'm doing that is so new. It's so incredible. we didn't even realize it, but the old song, as wonderful as it was, limited us. But the new song is identifying the door that God is opening now i don't know if you can hear it or not but there's a voice that's coming in the spirit there's an awakening that's happening there's a revival that's stirring there there's an outpouring there's a cloud the size of a man's hand on the horizon and and if you can sense it if you can see it i i wish someone would just lift your hands and say god come by come by here make it come on the new thing what you're doing god let it happen let it occur let it let it come on let it be The new thing, come on, God's doing a new thing. Invite him to do it, ask him for it, seek it. I'll make a way in the wilderness is what he said. The rivers in the desert. This this place is going to seem like a wilderness over the next few weeks and this room is going to look a little deserted when we're broadcasting live. But I wish someone would just kind of, come on, make a stream that begins to flow that isn't going to stop over the next few Sundays. It's not going to quit. It's it's just going to begin to usher, come on, over the threshold. It's going out into the community. It's going out into the country. It's going out by way of webcast. So the door's wide open. Someone say, God, come on." on make it come on make it great God a new thing God is doing a new thing and it's going to spring forth it's springing forth there's a way in the wilderness that God is making there's a river in the desert that God is allowing to come through the surface in the scripture speaks to us about passing through the valley of weeping but when we get there don't be content with the wilderness make it a well And so our prayer in the midst of whatever God is doing is spring up. Oh well. Spring up. Uh Second Kings three says, Thus saith the Lord, make this valley. full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water. God's going to do it in the most trying of circumstances in the middle of the valley. God said, it isn't time for us just to kind of say, well, uh, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait until... This changes when the valley, we, we call, a, man, what a valley. Have you ever seen a valley as low? Me either. Never, never saw a valley this, never saw a valley this cold. Never, never saw a valley with this much snow. Poor St. John. The valley, but God says that's, that's not the time for us to, to kind of disengage. God said, you know what you do when you're in the valley? He said, get your shovel. Make it. Make it, make it a well. We're in the we're in the valley right now, but 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 that doesn't mean we disengage. That doesn't mean we stop. Over. It may seem like a valley that we're going through over the next couple weeks, but God said, "Hey, let, let me tell you what to do. Let me tell you what to do. When you when you're in the valley, get get your shovel out and begin to make some ditches because you're going to create a, a capacity for me to move. You're going to create an environment for a flow to happen. You're going to create a place. You're going to create. Come on, my substance has to have somewhere to flow. So somebody, come on, dig." a ditch and allow God's power to move in a way that it hasn't before I I wonder if there are any ditch diggers in the room tonight we're going through a little bit of a valley right now but I've got my mind made up we're gonna dig a ditch if we've got to we're going well spring up oh well it's a new thing that God is doing let me let me move quickly neither uh, men don't put new cloth in old garments neither do men put new wine in old bottles else the bottle breaks and the wine runs out and the bottles perish they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved we've got to make room for the new We, we, we read the word bottle and we think you know Five cent redemption, and we think Pepsi bottle or something. We, that's not what it was. The, it was a wine skin that had been prepared for the purpose of containing the wine, and, and you couldn't use an old wine skin because if you, could, you put new wine in an old skin, that expansion that would occur would bust the skin and the wine would be lost. So I'm grateful for that wine that's got us here, but God is looking for some. Here, here's the other thing it was a skin. It was a sacrifice. If something had to lose its life for the wine to be contained. And God is looking for some people in this day, in this age to lose their lives. So what he is flowing, what he is pouring out, what he is, what he is bringing can contain it. We, we've got to become a sacrifice. We've got to become, come on, we've got to become vessels. We've got to become living, come on, living sacrifices to contain what God wants to do. We, we're, that, we're that flesh that God chooses to dwell in. For the new to come, God is looking for sacrifice. We can come back to the music. We're gonna say, What is all this for? Give me one minute. Isaiah chapter 54, verse two. God speaking to Israel said, Enlarge the place of thy tent, let not them, I'm sorry, let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations, spare not, lengthen thy cords. Strengthen thy stakes. That's what's happening in this season of prayer and fasting. It's enlarged. It's expanding the place of our habitation. If you check the spiritual barometer, there is a spiritual storm brewing. There is an unrest with the reality that we're facing. There's... A spiritual frustration that's rising up. There's a holy discontent that's surfacing, but not in the natural. That may be there, but it mirrors the supernatural. There's a holy discontent for something for for more of God than we've ever had before. And the discontent isn't with people. I'm not targeting anybody tonight, except for Old Slewfoot. The devil is the master of distraction, and the only. The only thing that sometimes he has to do is get us divided about what's happening in the world around us. I've seen Popeye the sailor man. I don't like his pipe. But I like his phrase. Popeye says it like this. That's all I can stand I can't stand no more. That's where we've got to get in the supernatural. And God sometimes allows us to become so discontent with where we are because the old won't contain what he wants to do in the new. Spirit of God, move right now. Come on, this is a place where The Spirit of the Lord has liberty right now. I wish someone would just yield. on, if if you're hungry for it, I wonder if you would just lift your hands, maybe, maybe you got to stand, maybe, maybe you just want to break out for a moment, would you, would you lift your voice, but lift your hand, lift, come on, maybe you want to lift yourself in God's presence, I wish someone would just stand and say, God, right here, right here in this room, God, right here in this place, I... I'm breaking out of the old I'm, I'm breaking out of that mentality, I'm breaking out of the things that have held me back, I'm, I'm breaking out of the enemy's lies, I'm breaking out of the past, come on Lisa's going to do it right here in baptism in a few moments. behold all things become new but, but I wish someone that's been baptized a few months or a few years or a few decades would say I, I'm going to break out I, I, I'm going to allow some things to become brand new in my life I'm going after it, I'm Come on, there is a call in the Holy Ghost that's coming in this room right now. I'll, I'll leave the rest of the sermon for Sunday, but there, there's, a, there's a pull. There, there's, a, there's a supernatural draw that's happening in the Holy Ghost right now. I wish ministers, would you just begin to lift your voice? We're, we're done preaching it's time to it's prayer meeting night anybody anyway so I wish someone would just go into that little bit of travail I wish someone would just go into that place of prayer that that knocks the walls down that that opens the, the door that that pulls the tent peg up that it's, it stretches the curtain a little bit it kind of it, it extends us more than it's comfortable but God's saying you can't live in come on pastor talked about it Wednesday night the comfortable unless you're challenged you won't be changed the comfortable is calling come on it's calling you but you gotta resist that call of comfort and go into the place of challenge you gotta go into the place where God's saying there's more over here leave that behind and come on into the plan that I have for you come on come on Come on somebody if you know if you have the gift of tongues, would you pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment? Come on, it's an intercessory prayer. The spirit, it's making intercession. Someone there, you may be praying for yourself or you may be praying for someone that's in, it's in they're in the spiritual fight of their life right now. They're in the spiritual fight of their eternal life right now. So would you would you just kind of s- step in and pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment? Come on, somebody in your mind's eye right now. You, you, you should lay, lay claim to the four temples. That that are in the corners of your home and begin to claim your home, begin to claim that territory and say, God, I, I, this is your resident. This is this is where you dwell. This is your place. This is where your power has the privilege of, of moving. We're inviting you. Uh, but then don't don't be set. Don't just settle with with enough. With someone just say, I'm I'm picking the tent peg up and I'm moving it out because God's got more in store. Twenty two, we're coming for you. We're after come on, we're going after it in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I see it. I I see it on the horizon. Hell, hell lost another one. I'm free. Hell, hell, you're losing. You're in a losing battle right now five gonna put a hundred come on hundred couldn't put thousands to fight god you're moving right now you're using your people right now you're pushing back forces of darkness someone pray over our civil authorities and somebody pray over our, our come on our government authorities somebody pray over our legislature and somebody pray for our parliament somebody pray for our prime minister and someone pray for our premier and someone pray for our mayor and our our, our counselor someone just come on let's just pray in the holy ghost this is our city. This is the city that God has, come on, he's got his hand on it. He's got divine designs on it. God. That's it, that's it. Come on, that's it. I'm gonna get them to sing, but just keep that prayer going for a moment. There There's territory that's being won right now.